Marcus Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Hello there, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It's uh, season four, episode seven. We're calling this one the Mullen, aka Joe Mullen, uh, possibly one of the greatest American ho- uh, American-born hockey players ever. We'll get into that in a little bit here, but uh, it's co-host Tom here with you. Uh, I've got, as always, my pal co-host Randy. Kind of looks like he's streaking on a breakaway. What's he going to do? Shoot or deke, Randy? What, what's your preference on the breakaway? Oh, geez. I'm probably shooting. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm probably, you know what? Well, maybe, well, maybe I shouldn't reveal that information <laughs> on, on the air here, just in case <laughs> just... one of our opposing goaltenders is listening. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, well... maybe I am going to deke. Who knows? Oh, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm shooting. On the rare occasion that I get a breakaway, I'm going to shoot. Uh, but the only reason I'm going to do that is because last night at hockey, I did have a breakaway, and that's what I did is I shot because I was coming in on uh, the goalie, past guest Pip Skid, goaltender supreme. And as I'm heading in on him on my breakaway, his words are in my head, shoot the puck. F word (laughs) because friend (laughs) yeah at apocalypse a couple of years ago I had like in one game I had like two breakaways or might have been one breakaway one penalty shot both times I tried deking I tried end up ended up going forehand backhand both times did not score and Pip was like you just got to shoot the puck so last night I actually had the breakaway looking at Pip uh, I shot the puck and I went low blocker and scored. Well, I had two breakaways in our little series with the Lumbercats. Yeah. And, or no, I had more than I had more than two breakaways. But I had two breakaways. You're a pretty speedy guy. So I had two get, breakaway goals some, in yeah. that in that series. And one was a backhander that went shelf. And nice. uh, the other one was five wool. Nice, uh, yeah. I, I like, uh, you know, the five wool shot. Uh, it's a yeah. tough one. But uh it's tough to close it quickly if you can really snipe it. So, uh, yeah. When in doubt, it's always good to shoot because, um, also, you never know about some of these ice conditions. You don't want to. Well, de- and that's the thing. Uh, the, when the ice gets a little bit snowy or it's soft or whatever, your safe bet is, is picking a corner and shooting. Like, but, like, uh, Sid Crosby there in the winter classic a, a few years ago, like right. with all that snow, that's kind of like, uh, what we have to put up with sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, here we are season four, episode seven of talking hockey. We're live on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg every Monday at 5 PM. And, uh, and then of course you can catch it, uh, as a podcast, available immediately after we air uh so listen at your leisure 
uh, go to, you know, iTunes or <clears throat> Spotify or however you're getting your podcast, hit subscribe. And uh, hey, also, if you like the show, give it a rating and a review, because I think that helps, you know, make the show become more visible. But uh, we had a lot of great feedback from our lap last episode, which was with Jesse uh, McAllister, a.k.a. 90s Hockey Cards on Instagram. A lot of card collectors out there. And some one somebody pointed out the astounding rookie class of 9091. I guess that's probably from their upper deck series, right? But <clears throat> we're not going to do it on this episode, but in a future episode, I think we're going to do a little deep dive on that rookie class because it, it is unreal if you just like have a look at it. But I'd like to first of all here before we get into anything, uh, no guest on the show today, but that's okay because co-host Randy and I, we've got a lot, we got a lot of hockey to talk. So uh, don't worry, we got some sweet tunes to play for you as well. Um, but let's talk a little Joe Mullen first of all. So uh, Joe, what do you remember about Joe? Do you remember his um, neck guard that he? Oh yeah, wore? that yeah collar style yeah. thing. Yeah, like yeah. he was a football player or something. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I was like when I got into hockey big time was when the penguins won back-to-back cups there in the early nineties, 1991. There you go. Uh, or, or, uh, around that time with reference to those rookies. Yarmar Yager was somewhere in there. Um, so he was on, you know, my favorite team, uh, for a couple of years there. And, and then you would just see him around all the time. Like he was, uh, I remember from him from Calgary, from his cup win there. And, uh, yeah, just always remember him being a, a pretty fast, uh you know player could score uh yeah. he, was, he was always out on the ice it seemed like he was like a, a always a, a, crucial, a clutch a guy a key yeah. player yeah yeah three times stanley cup winner um twice with uh twice with the pens once with calgary um he was uh undrafted to the nhl actually he signed as a free agent with st louis they put him in the minors for a little while then he you know, got to the point where he was, uh, they called him up and, and, you know, like, this is the part that kind of surprised me about Joe Mullen. You know, he, he was, he finished his career better than a point a game. Um, you know, just barely he's had 1062 regular season games, 1063 points, which I, I thought that was like pretty surprising. That's Um, amazing. I didn't, I didn't, you think of all the great players of the eighties and then the nineties and stuff. And he was mostly through the eighties. He was there all the eighties. He retired in uh, 96, 97, but like he, he's not one that jumps to mind immediately. Like you kind of forget about Joe Mullen. And then it's like, Oh man, he was really good. He had two lady Bing trophies for being a gentleman, which that's a, that's a trophy that I really like is the lady Bing. Cause it, it's like they don't just give it to some guy who didn't get any penalties all year because whatever, like he didn't play much or something like that. Like the years that Joe Mullen won it, he scored 110 points, 51 goals, right? And then uh, the previous year he had 84 points. And so like he's playing some hard hockey out there, you know, and he, he had like 14 pims all season kind of thing. You know, he'd probably get a stick in there, a tripping call, whatever, but like nice little uh, award there. And Yeah, Joe Mullen was um, the first American player, first American-born player, to score 500 goals and then to get 1,000 points in his career. Since then, I think a couple others have done it, but he was the first. And he 
Here's a fun fact about Joe. He grew up a block away from Madison Square Garden in New York City in uh, in Manhattan. Oh, right on. Yeah, which is part of the reason he wasn't drafted. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, is because he, at the time, like this is like the late 70s, early 80s. You know, he didn't start skating until he was, I think, 10 or 14 or something like that. No, 10 years old. And then by by the time of 14, he was kind of, regarded as one of the best players in New York city. And, but he wasn't drafted because at that time, uh, they didn't, they didn't draft a lot of American players and especially American players from, uh, non-traditional markets. Like, you know, sure. Some, some Michigan and Minnesota guys probably got drafted, but other than that, you probably, you know, didn't have a lot of American guys getting drafted and they were, often they'd go the college route sign as a free agent which is nowadays much more common you you see that a lot more and and american guys from all over the states are getting drafted and stuff but well i just found the in, top, i just found the top 10 list of of most points by an american by american players okay and number 1 is mike medano number 2 yeah. is phil housley number 3 is jeremy ronick number 4 is patrick kane number 5 is keith kachuk Number six is Joe Mullen. Number seven is Doug Waite. Number eight is Brian Leach. Number nine is Pat Lafontaine. And number 10 is Chris Chelios. So the only active Shelly. guy on there is, is Kane. And yeah. you know, probably won't be long until he moves up uh, a couple more spots. But uh, yeah, Joe Mullen sitting in strong. sixth. Yeah, Kane's still going strong. I mean, he's, um, I don't know how many points he has this year so far, to be honest with you. But um, he's he's like still producing for the Hawks and, and just being a super good player. So back to Mullen though, like he, he's in the hockey hall of fame, got in there in the year 2000. Um, and then he, after his playing days, went and uh, did a little uh, coaching. Um, he was uh, an assistant on Philadelphia when they went to the final against Chicago in 2010, that Patrick Kane scored, the yeah. uh, overtime goal that won the cup and nobody knew it was in until, except for Kane or, or yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Mullen was the the power play coach for the flyers that year. And then, um, but he did coach. Uh, he was, he was, I think a coach with Ed Olchuk um, for Pittsburgh, but then they all got fired. And I think that's when they hired Dan Belsma or something like that. Maybe, or no, no, Michelle Terry and maybe, uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, interesting career for old Joe Mullen for sure. Like he's, uh, I think an underrated guy from the eighties who scored sure. a lot of goals and points, but you just don't necessarily think of him. But when you think of number seven, I think of my hockey cards and he was a guy who rocked number seven for a few different teams. And I definitely, you know, like you think of that, uh, <laughs> the, the photos of him from your hockey cards, when he played for Pittsburgh and Boston, I think he had yeah. that that football yeah. neck collar thing. I just found yeah. a picture on, on his pro set card from the yes. from the Stanley Cup Finals in in uh, again yes. when they're playing Minnesota North Stars. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> a that's a definite one. I remember that pro set. Um, look, is that what is the purpose of those things? And are they attached to the shoulder pads, or is that like an airplane 
you know, neck it's, pillow. What like what is it? it? I would say it's maybe related to like whiplash or something. So your head can't go, go back as far or yeah. I don't know. But like I always remember running backs having those things on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, huh? But anyway. maybe if you just jar your head in the wrong direction, maybe it's just no good. But uh, yeah, like he might have had a, some 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 sort of underlying injury and they were like, well, I'll put this on and it won't be as bad or something. So uh, <laughs> I guess you never really know. But uh, we could always call Joe up and ask him and then that might give us a hint. But uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's switch gears from Joe Mullen, number seven. And we we got. Uh, the other week we asked some listeners to call and we opened up the phone lines. The jets were in the middle of a losing streak. They were stinking out the joint. Um, and, and we, we put the question out there kind of what's wrong with the jets. Uh, can they be fixed or what can they do to be, you know, fixed? Um, since then we think maybe they've turned a corner. Um, but we'll talk about that, but let's, Let's just go back to the phone lines right now. Hey, talking hockey. Let's talk some hockey. It's your boy, Shark Mifley. Uh, Yeah, you want to know how we're going to fix the Jets this year? Uh, Listen, uh, the Jets are fine, okay? They don't need any fixing. Uh, They're an offensive powerhouse. We have a skilled blue line with lots of size. We have one of the best goalies in the league. We have an amazing coach. I mean, Pomo is a genius. He is, you know, he's been here for 20 years, but he's still a genius. I mean, the system is is so powerful and unpredictable. Um, listen, I, I'm feeling really, really, really good, you know. I think that we might even win the Stanley Cup this year. And, like, I actually feel like, I think we're going to win it. Like I can feel it. Um, and I'm calling it right now. So, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, listen, you guys are doing a great job with the show and, uh, let's go. All right. So clearly, uh, our caller there doesn't think there's anything wrong with the jets and that could, be, that, that could be true. Uh, you know, everyone's got their, their hot takes out there. Um, he might already be at Portage in Maine. I, I think, yeah, you know, I, uh, pretty sure i saw on twitter there's a a congregation of people down there and uh he had the jets flag um but that being said actually you know what i got a couple questions for you because i haven't watched much of the jets i missed the seattle seattle game i did watch the vancouver game but so i guess this the vancouver game is when blake wheeler was injured i believe right have have they said anything more about that or we probably won't find out until the next jets game yeah, uh, I was looking into that yesterday. They said Monday there will be some sort of, you know, when okay. they pra- they said it said we won't hear anything until they practice again, which is Monday. They got today and yesterday off, I guess. It didn't um, look good. I, I can tell you that it didn't look good. Um, the Seattle game, you know, the Jets won. Uh, Vancouver game, I fit. I you know, Vancouver's got that brand new coach, Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, I, I was picking Vancouver to win that game regardless because they kind of are just, they're catching fire. Uh, Jets are on the back half of a back-to-back. Yeah. You know? um, so I wasn't I wasn't really blown away when I saw the Jets lost, although they did 
they did get to overtime and it went to a shootout too, right? Yes, it did. It did. Yeah. So you get the point and whatever, but um, Demko was, uh, he was good from what I saw. I didn't see the whole game. Um, I just kind of watched the extended highlights and stuff. And I got, I got home actually in time to sort of see the, um, the, the overtime and the shootout. But uh, anyway, yeah, no, like, so if you, if we're, we're, if we're like kind of tagging back to like the last time we talked about the jets, there's still four five and one in the last 10. So not, not a great record in the last 10 games. Uh, they're slipping down the central division standings. Cause now Nashville, Colorado and Dallas are all playing pretty good hockey. Uh, if you organize the teams by points, the jets are in fifth. Uh, with a couple games in hand on some of the other teams. And if you go by point percentage, ah, they're still in fifth. Um, but I don't know. To, like, to me, like the one question I always ask myself is like, do I legitimately see the Jets going on a serious like win streak? And it's just like, it just never seems like, like they can get over the hump. It's It's always like, a they couple, can put together three wins, maybe. Yeah, a couple good games, and then and then all of a sudden, like a, almost like a slap back to reality, and then there's a couple like stinkers or whatever. And uh, yeah, it just seems like they're on the cusp. Like and like like the caller said, they've got elite scoring, they've got great defense, they've got a world class goalie, you know, a lot of a lot of good pieces. But it just seems like sometimes those pieces aren't always just connecting at the same yeah. time. So uh, yeah. to me, I don't know. I feel, I, I, I have a feeling the jets are going to be kind of like a wind, win two, lose one or win three, lose one or something, or maybe win two. Lose For one, sure. And like, they're, they're essentially a 500 team right now. I think uh, when you add the OTLs to the regular L's, they're 500, you know, you get a point yeah. for the, for an OTL. So that's good. But like, they got a, they got to sort of keep pace with the rest of the, I think they're basically at that playoff bubble this year. Like, you know, you could argue that they should be a better team and maybe it's coaching. I don't know, but like that begs the question. You look at Vancouver, they fired their coach and their general manager and everything. And now Bruce Brujo comes in the Canucks all of a sudden win like three in a row have have they like turned the corner on their season? Are they gonna like go on a run now? Or like they like are they all of a sudden a good team because they got a new coach? Or will they kind of like, you know, peak for a minute and then kind of come back to what they really are, which is probably similar to the Jets, like a bubble playoff team. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I've I'm I have to say I'm a fan of the coaching change during the season because it always seems to ignite teams if you think about dan bilesma when uh he became the coach of the penguins i think sullivan was the same kind of thing when the the penguins Mm -hmm. were in a slump and then they brought in sullivan and they went on a tear uh craig berube with st louis uh right now bonus with uh dallas Dallas. you're right now you're seeing it with with montreal yeah like it just seems to be like a like a new energy or it gives the team new life or a spark or something. Yeah. That being said, I highly doubt there's going to be a coaching change for the Winnipeg Jets this season. Uh, who knows? 
Uh, like if you think to last season, what was that like really long losing streak that they went on at the very end of the season? Right at the end of the year, they lost yeah. like seven or eight in a row. And that didn't do it. So, uh, but all that said, the Jets right now are sitting in the second wild card spot. Um, you know, technically they've got a playoff spot right now. Um, long term, long term prediction, Tommy. Uh, what what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna say? Um, you know, I think they make the playoffs. I do, but it's, it'll be as a seven or eight seed. I don't think that they're getting ahead of all that many other teams in the West because there's some pretty darn good teams and certain teams <clears throat> like Vegas. They're kind of like they're they should be a lot better than they their record sort of says. Yeah, Colorado's and, heating up, you know, teams are getting going here. So and Vegas is think, gonna Vegas is gonna add Jack Eichel uh, not too not too far. Right, away right. Yeah. I, I think maybe Nashville kind of falls out a little bit. Um and I wouldn't see I wouldn't be surprised if Anaheim dipped a little as well, but we shall see basically. But yeah. uh yeah, I mean they got a fighting chance, but speaking of fighting chances, how about a tune called Beat 'em Bust 'em by uh DOA? Is that what it's called? Beat 'em Bust 'em? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, this is another song off that uh Johnny Hansen presents Puck Rock uh volume two. Um, Johnny Hansen, of course, from uh, the Hansen brothers, but not the band, the Hansen brothers, the hockey Hansen brothers featured in Slapshot. So, yeah, let's uh, throw to that song, DOA. Here it is.
All right, that was DOA with Beat 'em Bust 'em. Uh, you gotta love DOA. Some uh, hardcore punk rock from Vancouver, BC, Canada. Uh, you know who else is also from Vancouver, BC, Canada? Connor Bedard. He's the 16-year-old that's tearing it up in the WHL for the Regina Pats. He is in the Team Canada uh, World Junior Team Canada training camp. Will he make the team? This is the question. Um, there's a guy we know who's going to be on the team, and that it would be Cole Perfetti, uh, Winnipeg Jet prospect. He's been playing for the Manitoba Moose this season. He's, uh, I believe, they're, you know, he's got 15 points in 17 games or something. Um, so he's like right up there in the team scoring. And uh, I'm excited, Randy, because now I'll, I, I got to tell you, I don't really watch too much for Moose games. You know, see some highlights here and there, but uh world juniors greatest time of the year and uh i'll get we'll get to see cole perfetti play and he's figuring to play a pretty big role on this team yeah you know what and like actually tagging back to your connor bedard uh uh bit of info there like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't with some with these young young kids that go to world juniors uh you know, he, he obviously, if you see the highlights with him playing in with Regina Pats this year, he's he's definitely lighting the lamp quite often. But but that whole world junior situation is is such a such a like intense, uh, elevated tournament and style of hockey that, uh, you know, you've seen some of these younger phenoms in the past and it hasn't really worked out for them. But uh, mm. all that being said if you yeah looking looking down through, through all the players that are at the selection camp right now in calgary it's a pretty solid team uh owen power of yeah. uh, coming back um yeah. obviously cole perfetti gonna be a big part of the team there um i think shane wright is yeah obviously shane wright is in the mix as well uh he's uh potentially gonna go first overall this year for the nhl draft um right and all that said uh it's just all, literally boxing day to like whatever it is, January 3rd is by far the best part of the year because of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And like, yeah, you get your blowout games um, against, you know, uh, Latvia or whoever. I mean, Latvia is probably not too bad, but like, you know, there's certain games that Canada is just going to steamroll. But for every one of those, you get a game against the States or Russia or Sweden, Finland, Germany, Switzerland, like these are teams that like Germany is like coming along pretty nicely, you know? Um, so there's, there's a lot of good competition going on these days at the world juniors. Yeah. Still some blowouts, but I just love watching. It's just a chance to like a lot of guys become name brand players at this tournament. Like uh, you, 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 you don't know about them. And then you start watching team Canada and you're like, Oh yeah, I like this guy. Like, like Jake Bean, he's I think he plays for Carolina now. Um, yeah. yeah. Or did he get traded, to be honest with you? Anyway, but nice little defenseman there. But like I took a shining to Mr. Bean, uh, you know, during the World Juniors a couple years ago. Not not solely because of his last name, uh, although that did definitely help. But um, yeah, lots of players that you know, you sort of, they come onto your radar and it's just really fun to watch. So 
definitely excited to watch it and to see yeah like i mean like caden ghoul or ghoulie or i don't know how you say his name big Ghoulie, i think yeah. from saskatchewan i think montreal drafted him uh you know i'm excited to watch him play and like owen power like i don't think he played in the world juniors last year because he 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 uh might have been injured or something he played in the world championship that, oh yeah that's that what have. it was world champs yeah. yeah yeah so uh that'll be good to see him play because i mean like he's gonna be awesome and uh yeah i mean like there's guys like uh, Hendrix Lapierre. He's already played some NHL games with Washington. I think he's playing. Um, Mason McTavish. He's played NHL games with uh, with Anaheim. I think he's going to be on the team probably. So, you know, there's there's a lot of guys uh, that have had a little touch of NHL experience. But they like going back to Connor Bedard again. He he's 16. The last time they had a 16 year old, I think it was McDavid. Um, and then like prior to that, it was like Crosby or something. So they don't generally take 16 year olds, but there might be a room, there might be a spot for Connor Bedard, but if there is, I wouldn't expect him to necessarily, you know, be playing first line. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he'll, he'll have more sheltered minutes. It's a, it's a tournament for older guys usually, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Well, here's a let's do a quick shout out here. We got some local legends, I guess you could call them here on yeah on the on the roster right now at camp. You got Damon Hunt from Brandon, Manitoba, who currently plays for Moose Jaw, and you have Carson Lambos from Winnipeg, Manitoba, who's playing for the Winnipeg Ice in the mm-hmm. WHL. And this year, uh, they're back in Edmonton again. Uh, right. And I wanted to ask you, Tommy. What do you, what's your take on, do you like when it's in North America or do you like when it's overseas and then you can watch a game like at nine in the morning and crack it on boxing day? (laughs) I like that, to be honest with you, like get the old eggnog and rum going and wake up early. And um, yeah, no, I do like it. I mean, I'm fine with it when it's in North America, but I I kind of almost prefer the... uh, when it's in Europe, because like over the holidays, you just I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You wake um, up, you and, watch hockey and it's on all day and then you can go do something else in the evening or whatever. Yeah. 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 And then you get like the penalty song that they had in the Czech Republic a couple years ago. <laughs> Actually, and speak, remember that one. Yeah. Speaking of the Czech Republic, that's who Canada places uh, faces first on Boxing Day. Nice. And then they've got Austria uh, in their second game on the 28th. So. That first game could, you know, it could be a challenge for Canada, yeah. but that second game, that might be the one where, you know, they win by a touchdown. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, I want to hear a story, Randy. I heard I heard you uh, gave our guy there, Cole Perfetti, uh, a few tips on his way to the WG, WJCs. What, what's yeah, that all yeah. about? Yeah, funny story. So here I am at Pearson uh, Airport there in Toronto, Ontario, the capital of the universe. And, uh, you know, everyone's checking in. The, the, the lines are, the check-in lines are like around the corner and up around the bend and just all over the place. Uh, security line is crazy. The oversized baggage lines are crazy and all this kind of stuff. So uh, you know, I, while I was waiting to check in, I saw a player with uh, with a Sault Ste. Marie bag. So that must have been Ryan O'Rourke because he's the only guy from Sault Ste. Marie uh, okay. on the team. So 
I was like, oh, that guy's got to be a hockey player and going, maybe going to world juniors and then saw a couple more. And then lo and behold, a couple minutes later, I see a Manitoba moose bag and, and there's Cole Perfetti with his dad, uh, trying to get his hockey sticks and, and hockey gear into the oversized baggage area. Uh, and it was taking a long time and, uh, obviously a bit of a stressful situation because there's planes to catch and camps to get to. So, uh, I see him drop his bag off and then they, I'm in the security line and, uh, they're walking towards me. And it's like, if they're going to go to the end of the line, then it's like, you gotta like, it's like you turn the corner and it's like, Oh my God, it's like way over it there. It keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so I see his, his dad trying to like eye up a spot, like where he can sneak in. And I'm like, I'm watching this the whole way. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Cole, get in here. I know who you are. I'm from Winnipeg. <laughs> and then his dad's like, yes, right on. Like, get in here. Uh, so, uh, so Cole like cuts in line, you know, I'm not a, you know, I don't condone cutting, but, uh, <laughs> you know, this guy, he plays for the Manitoba Moose. He's a Winnipeg Jets prospect. He's going to world juniors that checks three boxes for me. That, that's, yeah, I, yeah. that's yeah, like, yeah. that's an allowable, allowable cut. Um, there was another player with him that I wasn't sure who it was. Uh, he, he, I think he played, he played in the U S somewhere, but I wasn't sure who it was, but anyways, so we were in the line for a good 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, punishing him with like fanboy <laughs> talk, but you know, every once in a while I was asking him some questions and how things were going and stuff like that. And so he was said that he was off to, uh, off to Calgary for camp and then on to, on to Edmonton for the world juniors. And he's looking forward to, to playing in front of a full barn this year. Cause there was no fans yeah. last year. Uh, and yeah, he's like, you know, pretty down to earth, nice kid. He was worried about missing his flight the whole time. And I was just, I, you know, I just kept mentioning just, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in, in this line right here that are on my flight to Winnipeg and your flight to Calgary like probably a hundred or so or 50, at least they're not going to like let the planes go if you know, half the flight is still in security line. So what ended up happening was both of our flights were delayed by 15 minutes, but we got up to the uh, area where you take your laptops out of your backpack and take your shoes off and all that stuff. And that, that portion kind of bottleneck bottlenecked again. And I said, Cole, get in front of me. Uh, I want you to make the world juniors. And he's like, no, man, <laughs> he's like, you've got a plane to catch too. Uh, he's like, you know, we're in this together kind of thing. So we both went through security, got scanned. And then, you know, we said our little pleasantries, have yourself a good little day there, sir. And off yeah. on our way and ran to our gates. And, you know, I, I saw later on that day, he, uh, made it to Calgary. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, you know, uh, what could have been a stressful situation, just waiting in line way, uh, potentially missing your flight, but being able to chat hockey with, you know, talk hockey with an actual yeah. professional hockey player. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, like I said, like talk about Winnipeg and talk about the jets and all that stuff. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Is he 20 yet? Or is he still 19? Um, uh, he was born. Sure. Uh, it looks like he'll be 20 on January 1st. Oh, a new year's baby. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right on. Okay. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> he's a player that I think a lot of jets fans are really excited about and, uh, pretty cool that you got to have a little chin wag with him in the security line. Cause yeah, that can be a situation where you're just like feeling like helpless when you're yeah. like, man, my plane, <laughs> there's uh, nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, it was good. Yeah. So are you going to, you're going to have to get a perfetti Jersey now, probably. 
I think so. Yeah. You know, and I was like eyeing up his sticks, but they're left. I was going to ask him for one, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good brush with fame. Um, I had a team Canada brush with fame once actually. Um, it vaguely sim, no, not similar really at all, but it was not because it, it wasn't at an airport, but it was at a hotel. Um, the world championships were in Halifax uh, this was, I think probably the last year I lived in Halifax before I moved out West. Um, or it was, it was around that time. It would have, well, it would have been 2008 and I moved away the following year, but, uh, yeah, the, that was the hundredth anniversary of the world championships. And so they held them in Canada for the first time in like forever. Cause it's almost always in Europe and they split it between Halifax and Quebec city, Quebec city got the championship games. Um, but, uh, so I was like, my mom and I had just gone out for supper and I, she was staying at the hotel. So it was kind of like, you know, we walked back there, I was saying goodbye and we're standing in front of the hotel and the, this bus rolls up. I was like, oh, okay, uh, get out of the way for the bus. And then they open the doors and all these guys, big guys, well-dressed, start filing off the bus and I'm looking at them hold on a tick now <laughs> i recognize some of these fellas and uh well it's team canada rolling up off the bus here they must have just got in from the airport bus took them into the hotel and uh and they're they're getting off and so <laughs> we're standing there and my mom's just going like go canada go like <laughs> losing her mind like cheering them on and i'm just like slack jawed like stunned like oh holy God. And i'm like naming them as they get out danny heatley oh mike richards <laughs> oh. like you know like all these guys getting off the bus is awesome but uh yeah i didn't really get a chat uh a chat with any of them although craig mctavish i did have a quick chat with after that because after you know that all went i went to catch my ride uh back to my place and i'm waiting there at the bus stop and mctavish was going to the uh to the pub that we had just been at for supper. So uh, had a quick little chat with him, said, good luck. See you later. All that kind of stuff. So always nice to see Craig McTavish, the legendary no helmet man there. Uh, you know, he's on TV now, actually. That I think I've seen him on, uh, I don't know if it's Hockey Night in Canada or some of the regional broadcasts of like the Oilers, like Oilers West or whatever they call it there. But uh, yeah, I thought uh, that was... Um, unexpected when i saw him on tv there recently it's like and he's like grayer than when i saw him in 2008 so <laughs> i guess time will do that but actually i would love to go see the world championship sometime and also yeah. uh the spangler cup i, I love yeah. watching the spangler cup i, I want to yeah. go to that uh that's the one sometime. that's always in switzerland in um yeah burn maybe or something davos Oh, Davos, that's yeah, where it is. With yeah, like that yeah. beautiful arena with like the wood yeah, roof and stuff. The wood yeah. roof. Yeah. I want to I go there one day. Yeah. I think one of my dream trips would be to go see the world juniors in like the Czech Republic or something like that. Because also in the Czech Republic, beer is like a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's that's a good combination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, do we uh want to roll to We've got a local legend segment on today's show by Ty DeLello. Uh, of course, Ty DeLello, a guy we had on uh, our season premiere this year, a few weeks back now. Um, and he's been producing, he's a local author and uh, hockey historian. 
and he's got a, a new book out uh, about Billy Mozienko. He's got a previous book out about the 50 or 100 greatest Manitoba-born hockey players. 50, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, so we, we've always done this local legend segment. And now we know an actual hockey historian with a book about local legends. So we just said, you know what, Ty, this, this one, you do this and we'll learn from you. So let's uh, throw to this little clip here of Ty DeLello and the local legend. For this week's local legends, we're going to be taking a look at Sugar Jim Henry. Sugar Jim Henry is probably uh, famously remembered for maybe not his hockey career, but for being in a photo. There's a famous shot of Sugar Jim Henry and Maurice Rocket Richard shaking hands after Richard scored what is known as the goal of the century. Um, it's a very famous photo that you'd probably recognize if you saw it. Um, you know, both Richard and Henry are both kind of bloody, shaking hands. It's just an iconic moment depicting the true toughness uh, that was required to be successful in the game back then. Uh, Sugar Jim with his face puffy and both eyes blackened and Richard, who was also black-eyed and blood-streaked from being knocked unconscious in the first period, went on to score the overtime winner on Henry in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup semifinals that year that sent Montreal to the Cup Finals. But back to Sugar Jim Henry. Um, he was born as Samuel James Henry in Winnipeg um, in, on October 23, 1920. Growing up in the western area of the city, Henry got his Sugar nickname because he was always in the neighbor's sugar bowl as a toddler. Later on, when Henry got into hockey, he made his own first goalie glove by taking a first baseman's mitt and putting the cuff of another glove on the top and then got a shoemaker to sew it on for him. Henry played minor hockey in Winnipeg and played junior hockey in Memorial Cup playdowns. And then he actually made the NHL pretty early. He joined the New York Rangers in 1941-42 and led the league in wins during his rookie season. However, after that season, Henry went into the army for World War II, um, and by the time the war ended and he got out of it, he had lost his starting job with the Rangers. And that was kind of a recurring theme for Henry as he was always kind of stuck behind goaltending legends such as Chuck Rayner, Frank Brimsick, and Terry Sawchuck on various NHL death charts, because back then, goaltender, or NHL teams only carried one goalie for the most part. The second goalie usually played for the minor league team. Um, and it wasn't until Henry and Rayner started sharing the net in New York um, in the late 40s was um, the first kind of two goalie carousel that really came into the NHL. So Sugar Jim Henry had about a 20 year career in the minors and in the NHL for the New York Rangers and the Boston Bruins uh, before retiring in 1960. Uh, he went on to spend the rest of his life in Winnipeg. Uh, you could find him at sports card shows or memorabilia stuff, signing pictures of the famous photo uh, with Maurice Richard. He passed away at the age of 83 from heart failure on January 22nd, 2004. All right. Thanks, Ty, for the local legend segment. Uh, you know, holiday season. Uh, you got Christmas coming up. Um big gift given time of year you got any uh, advice for the for the gift giver uh for the hockey fan in your in their life um because like i'm trying to think of present ideas here and i'm sort of drawing blanks well 
you know, based off of our last, uh, our last guest, Jesse there, um, you can never go wrong with Tim Horton's cards. Uh, that, that's always like, that's something that I get in my stocking. That's something that like my nephew gets, um, it's, it's, it's thrown around the frickus Christmas, uh, quite yeah. a bit. That's always one of the, like one of the staple items that, uh, Tim Horton's hockey cards, uh my dad's big into cards so that is one thing that always is you'll see some cards yeah if it's if 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 uh world juniors is attached to to this time of year then uh you know tim horton's hockey cards is 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 right there as well the other Mm -hmm. thing i was thinking obviously uh in respect to mr delello and having his all of his uh local legend segments here his book Moisienko just came out uh, this fall, uh, and it's on sale at uh, McNally, uh, you know, in Grand Park Mall, and a, and a few other stores around. Yeah, and they'll ship anywhere too. So yeah, so that that well, that right there is is uh, you, you can never go wrong with with a, a good old hockey book. There's a there's a lot of great ones out there. I would say Moisienko is up there. Um, Haley Wickenheiser's new book is really good. And also this book um, that I'm reading called Puckstruck that uh, it's kind of like almost like not the history of outdoor hockey or whatever, but it's, it's kind of like just all these almost like reminiscing moments. It, I don't know. It's such a great book that I'm trying to read it as slow as possible because yeah, I want to savor last. it. Yeah. And it's by an author named Stephen Smith. Uh, so those okay. are my, those are my book uh, recommendations for Christmas this year. And then the last thing is uh, you can never go wrong with getting someone a hockey stick for Christmas. Number yeah. one, because hockey sticks are awesome. Number two, because when you wrap it, you know exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's like, what could it be? Yeah. So I remember getting my nephew uh, a hockey stick a um, couple Christmases ago. And one of the, one of the best things was wrapping it because yeah. yeah why, why wrap it? Cause you know exactly what it is, but it's, but it's, just it's fun, cool. Yeah. 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 And you see that, you know, big present under the tree and it's clearly a twig. Um, you know, and if I had to, if I had to recommend some hockey sticks to buy, then I would uh, definitely recommend no name hockey and our pal uh, Jason, who was on, on the show, Jason Goulet, who was on the show last season with yep. us. He's got the no name hockey store over there on uh Sergeant, not too far from superstore over there by Polo park uh, pop in there and, you know, grab a stick and maybe a hoodie or something. So I would say hockey cards, hockey books and a hockey stick. Those are great gift ideas. Um, I do have three items that I will share and they're, they're really things that I want for Christmas. <laughs> so, so uh, Lisa, if you're listening, but um, no. So the first thing is, so there's uh, this site called glass bangers and well, it's not a site. It's like a clothing company, apparel company. And I think Dave Zamboni from uh, the Zambonis yes. talked about it when he was on um, yeah, yeah. I've heard our of show guys. recently. Yeah. And so that was kind of yeah. like maybe look into it a bit or whatever. And they've got so many great T-shirts and stuff um, and a lot of like ones that are kind of up, up my style of um, vintage ones. The one that I really kind of want and I'll share a picture of it. It's uh, the Team Canada Retro 
design t-shirt it's basically like the 80s early 90s i think it's yeah. more 80s though uh team canada kind of like it's got the big red maple leaf and then kind of the like the lines and the smaller one inside of it um so yeah that t-shirt uh or any t-shirt from glass bangers they got a lot of really cool old like cooper or like you know well they, uh, they have the hamilton mustangs one from youngblood yeah from uh uh youngblood yeah so um so that's one thing and then uh another yeah like as far as christmas as far as christmas goes and and hockey books those are always great gifts uh one that i enjoyed and it depends on who you're giving it to uh but it's jay baruchel's book uh born into it a fan's life it's about him growing up in montreal being a montreal canadians fan and it's hilarious so definitely a fun little read there um and then I think that my third gift would be, and this is like a practical one, kind of like your hockey stick, but a skate sharpening card. So like, oh, yeah, that's you a, get the card with yeah. the 10 or 20 sharpenings on it. You're set for the rest of the year kind of thing. I think that would be probably a great stocking stuffer, Lisa, if you're listening. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a skate sharpening machine. <laughs> oh yeah get the whole machine bring it <laughs> i need Tom, a new hobby <laughs> yeah tommy's skate sharpening service over there in yeah. south osborne you know there bring is your, a bring your skates. in south osborne that does it out of his house yeah uh but i don't know who he is i just heard i i just heard tell uh but anyway that would be that would be something that i would love to explore sometime yeah in, in the future cool. i want to do that um yeah. I, I, it's a lot of responsibility though i wouldn't want to be the guy who totally botches right. your skates and then <laughs> <laughs> you have a breakaway yeah. and you can't do your deek, I guess, or something. <laughs> yeah, that's when you just got to shoot it. <laughs> so, so uh, looking ahead uh, to the holiday season, you obviously, uh, you know, have your ideas um, for gifts and whether you for giving or receiving, but what are you looking forward to? Um, you know, obviously this, the holiday season is, is a great time just to get, get on those outdoor rinks. Yeah. And you know what? I haven't been out to an outdoor rink yet, uh, for a skate. Um, and I've, I know that there's a couple right in my area that are, that are open already, like, uh, and have been for a couple weeks now. Um, today's a bit of a, we're recording here Sunday, of course, uh, this airs, monday and then podcast anytime but uh today's a little bit of a warmer day so i don't know that the ice is uh, probably any good today but you know it'll cool down overnight and she'll be good to go again but uh um yeah i gotta hit the outdoor uh i think i might get a wooden stick for the outdoor just so i don't bang up my good you know uh expensive stick <laughs> so um and uh yeah that's that's definitely something over the holidays I really like to do. Any Jets games and uh, on the radar like that? Are you going to any? Uh, none on my immediate radar. No, but you know that that can change at a moment's notice. Um, uh, I, I think they might have a little homestand coming up again here. Yeah, um, I'm going to the game on the 29th versus Chicago. Oh yeah, that, nice. that'll be my yeah. first game of the season. Kind of a uh, right in between Christmas and New Year's. That's a nice little, uh, yeah. You kind of you're burnt out from Christmas, 
you're not quite into New Year's mode, be a nice one. Do they sell rum and eggnog at the rink? Because if not, they they're should. missing Some, a great, someone, someone, they're missing an option. If True North is listening, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'd, I'd have to look at their schedule, to be honest with you, but I hope that the Jets can bring us <clears throat> some Christmas cheer. You know, yeah, that's another thing I want for Christmas is uh, a couple win, maybe four in a row, uh, get themselves up near the top of that central uh, with a little bit of pad because definitely uh, Dallas and Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota, you like you said, Nashville could 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 stumble. Um, Chicago is likely too far out, and Arizona might as well just move to Houston or something. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but I think. I think the Jets are the Jets got to put together a, a, a solid run here, and then we can maybe finally provide an educated review on whether or not the Jets have turned the corner. Because right now, I think they're still turning, and they're they're not sure yeah. if they're turning, you know, left or right. You know, it's like when you're driving in. Which a city, way are they going? You're driving in a city you've never been in before, and you're like, ah, uh, then you're like <laughs> straddling oh, two lanes. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're on a one way. You're going the wrong way. Okay, and then you get on the right one, and then you miss your exit, and then it's all over the place. So that's kind of like the Jets right now, in my opinion. Yeah, they've got a bunch of games against the Central Division coming up in this next block of games. Here, they'll see St. Louis, they'll see Nashville, Dallas, Minnesota, and Chicago. Uh, all in a row so there's five in a row against the central that could be the season so we'll uh, stay tuned for that and uh yeah hope that they give us something nice for christmas but we're gonna go out on a song here this is a song called stop and start uh or is it start and stop uh hard to say but it's the sadies (laughs) the sadies are an awesome band this is a brand new song they just released it's not entirely hockey themed, but, you know, you do a lot of starting and stopping in hockey. So uh, I thought it was appropriate. And uh, yeah, so keep your stick on the ice. Join us next week for another episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. And we'll see you then. Check your lie. Stop.